welcome to Stalking Spurs, the podcast that's 40 minutes of football-adjacent frivolity. I'm your host, Acid. Hey, co-host Patty, what's up? Hey, Acid. Um, we're back. And uh, for some reason, we're smiling, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, plenty to smile about. Plenty to smile about. So in this episode, we're going to do, as always, first off, football, where we cover the high-scoring draw at the Etihad, as well as wins against Newcastle and Nottingham Forest. There were also a bunch of other games, which we did not win, which we'll briefly talk about. Um, or not. We'll see. <laughs> and we'll then see. Uh, we discuss... The resurgence of Richie and how a certain opposition player's trolling of our precious Brazilian pigeon brought about their doom. We also talk about the instantly iconic mascot, Ralph. (laughs) And of course, we finish off with the final BB of the week of the year. At this point, we'd like to shout out a thank you to Piet Rosatine for our music. And also follow us on, we're still on Twitter. At what? Stalking Spurs and on Instagram. Same handle. Acid. Um, I mean, I guess let's welcome our football correspondent and forever come by a master, Toby, to help us kick off first off football. Toby, I mean, we haven't talked in a while and we've played a couple games. I think we 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 did co- eight games. My goodness, how long haven't we seen each other? And sure, a bunch of that were not quite good. I will kick that off, but how are you feeling overall, Tobes? Yeah, good afternoon. Good to be here. Yeah, feeling incredibly positive. I mean, first off, to have a string of four games where we really struggled, um, but, you know, we snapped that streak really quickly and had some good performances against City and then now against uh, Nottingham Forest as well. So the resilience is there. I think there's so many positives to take away. This streak of scoring first, but, but then relenting the lead. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. All these games have been kept close. We've showed good attacking prowess in all these games. We just maybe tapered off a little bit too much in the second half. But it's still, for my money, better than watching Conte and Mourinho park the bus. Like, I'm still Ange Ball. Like, I'd rather lose 2-1 to one against a good kind of West Ham side than just trying to park the bus and, and eking out these terrible wins. Because for one thing in this season, too, we beat Liverpool earlier this year. We gave City a great run for their money. Chelsea, like we started really strong before the mm. wheels absolutely came off. But <laughs> compared to like last season when we couldn't beat a top six side, like it mm. just wasn't even competitive. Like we were grabbing all our points against the easy guys and then it wasn't even close in the top six. So this year is completely different for that. We're in all these games where like it doesn't seem like there's any team we can't beat. Just we're going to lose against some of these new guys like Aston Villa, who who are on a on a barnstorming roll. So, it's yeah, it's it's even with the losses, it's 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 promising. So, I think the difference this year is that I actually don't mind the losing because you can see that there's a fight there. Sure, there were like one or two where I was a bit like, okay, I'm going to go sleep now. But overall, <laughs> I think apart from the clusterfuck that was the Chelsea game, the rest weren't incredibly like disheartening. And I think like just seeing how the team has made do and evolved, like adapted considering, I don't know, the whole bench is injured. Like, I feel like we're still top five <laughs> at that rate. Like, it's kind of yeah. wild. Yeah, it really is. I think like, ah, 
I guess it's more it, it was more frustrating in the past to lose mm. with like your first choice starting eleven. It's like wow, this is the best we can do, and we're losing. <laughs> yeah. So I think these these losses for me had asterisks for them because it was like, I mean, our our non-starting players aren't absolutely terrible. They're also mm. like they're still elite, but they're just they're yeah. just not our first choice guys. And we're we're fighting. These are, they didn't just kind of roll over and take the loss. They were still. They're still trying to do something. So yeah, they weren't they weren't so bad to me. Yeah, we saw lots of people stepping up. I would like Ben Davis filling in as as center back. Mm. I mean, it's little short of a revelation. I think he's been absolutely <laughs> phenomenal the past few games. Like the way he can track back and read the game and, and shut out the danger. He's been superb. So I mean it sucks that Mickey Van Event is gone, but it's exposing some actual depth that we've got. So yeah. that's that's been really promising. Just on Ben, I, I feel like every time we get a new manager, there's some like murmurs on Twitter about how he's gonna be taken out to pasture and no, finally, no. finally retired because he's just not good enough. But he keeps proving himself. He keeps mm. adapting with new managers and new styles of play. I think he's like the the secret low key under the radar Madonna of the mm. Premier League. <laughs> he really, really is. No, no, no. This is the Ben Davis era tour. Honestly, like just super happy for him. <laughs> I, I think I was I was actually gonna dwell on our injuries, but you guys just brought up the fact that, oh my god, sure, we've got matters out. I mean, heartbreaking for Rodri, for Bentancur, who literally just came back and then is out again. Van de Ven. Um, like everybody's gone. And yet here we are rediscovering Ben Davis. And I, I think there was that one post-game match interview where he was like, Yeah, I was surprised. Like even he was surprised at like how things were coming together. So incredibly happy for him. And then obviously, people are stepping up. The, the people scoring for us. Yes, yes, we have Sunny scoring in our wins. I mean, against Man City. But we've got Gio Lochelso, Kulisevsky, R- Ricky, Odogi, another Ricky. Like everybody's just coming out of the woodwork. And that yeah. makes me so yeah. happy. Yeah, Lochelso is a key one too, because obviously he's such a good player. He's always good for Argentina. He was good when he was on loan. So. It's just taken a little while for him to jigsaw into our side, but he's got so much skill that so it's so cool when he comes up with a brilliant goal like he had against City. Like I really hope he can continue to thrive with us because he's it's such an important, you know, another element of attack for us when we've got Son on the wing and Kulu, and then we can bring in um, Richarlison as a target man, and so that we've just got so many attacking options. It's fantastic. Of all the teams that I was kind of scared of to go into obviously city yeah despite us beating them so many times i i think and as i think you wrote here that we really are their bogey team and that makes me super happy as well because it is scary to go to the etihad and just seeing deki like kill it in the last minute and never like giving up and seeing the meme that has now come out for like <laughs> holland like that was pretty crazy and the way the team really showed, I think, like character there. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. super duper scared that whole game and rightfully so. But like, I mean, yeah. we kicked it off with Sunny and then an own goal, which is unfortunate. Then, you know, Phil Foden on their end and then we came back with Gio and then they came back with Grealish and then finally at the very end, just Deki just like equalizes and I'm like, fuck, let's go home. Please, please end this match yeah. now. I might die <laughs> tweet, tweet, tweet. further. Please. It was a really entertaining one, wasn't it? And it's uh, it's fun playing Man City because they're never going to park the bus, and that's what we really struggle to break down when 
kind of more defensive teams put everyone behind the ball. But if they keep attacking, like we're so good on the counterattack and, and City press really well and really kind of forced our, our defensive players, especially to play really good total football and pass out of the back, which we did exceptionally well. So that was, I think, a really, really good performance from Tottenham. Um, and yeah, just keeping Holland on lockdown. I think he barely touched the ball in the first 20 minutes. I think it took him like 20 minutes to get a touch on the ball. So yeah, it was a really impressive performance. And Vicario throughout the past few games, making some ridiculous saves just left and right. He's been so good. I think one thing that's been popping up is the amount of red cards. But yeah. I've not exactly going back and forth on this, but I mean, it's it's frustrating when it happens in the moment, like Basuma getting sent off against Nottingham Forest. But the way I'm looking at it is like Ange has them in such a hype. They're playing with such passion that those things are going to happen. But uh, so you almost don't want to stamp that out. You want to take that as sort of uh, something that's going to happen when people are super jazzed up and they really want to win the game. And sometimes they're going to go in a bit hard because I think it's not bad to have that reputation either that we're quite a physical mm. team and, you know, we're going to make you pay if you if you try and get too fancy on the ball or something like I never see Romero's tackles as tempestuous or anything like that. I think he's pretty calculating about it. I think, mm. he know, and I've probably said this before, I know he. He wants to connect with a forward pretty hard early in the game, just so they know he's there and that he's going to make them have a tough day. And like, that's something you don't want to stamp out because that's really valuable. And they were winding Callum Wilson up. He had a bad, well, he was only on as a sub, but he wasn't happy. And so it's like, we're now that team that can get under the skin of other teams. And that's, that's awesome. I think our biggest win of the season with Newcastle was a bit wild with 4-1. And I know that we're really, I love this style of play because it's just so exciting. And you're like, ah, will I get like seven more goals? Sure, why not? But really, really happy for like Ricky, you know, coming back. And I watched that post-match interview where they were like telling Sonny, oh, you know, you're taking the penalties now. Like, Harry, do you think we should like, you know, as opposed to before where Harry Kane would take the, the the penalties and he's like, should we call Harry? Like really jokingly. And I'm like, nah, yeah. bruh. Like, I love this new Sonny. That's a little bit yeah. sassier. And just like, I feel yeah. like he's really stepped up. Suren was telling me that he was watching Sonny come off the pitch and he had this like bravado about him now, which nice. I'm not Swagger. saying is not right. Like it's not undeserved at all, but I like that he's really come into the captaincy and i'm so proud mm-hmm. of him like just ugh. yeah and what, what i love about that interview is that he he balances the sassiness with the humility mm. so at first he yeah. goes oh should we call harry kane back but then <laughs> after that he says that he everybody he learns yeah. from harry also so the way he took the penalty was from like learning mm-hmm. from like the great the goat right. which is which is Harry. So it, it's so he's still so he threads he balances that so so well as yeah. as a leader because you can kind yeah. of like I don't know swing like too far on either side but he just ah he's nailing it. I just love it. He's, he's, he's it so, so good. There was this other post match interview where he was like, you know, the team has been so good and they're like, dude, you scored the like the winning match or whatever like that. And he was like, no no, but it's the team. It's the team. And you know that it's genuine and it's not just like lip service. And I'm just really really proud of him. I'm just like, oh my gosh, yeah. our baby boy, well, he's not a baby anymore. I think he's like 31 now at this point. <laughs> but our baby boy is all grown up and he's really really like it's insane. 
Yeah, it's so nice, this kind of new character that they're developing, because we're still a really elite team. We've got a lot of exceptional players at the moment. I mean, you only have to look at Kulu's like, pass into, mm. Rich, into Richarlison for that goal. Like That's a world-class assist there from Kulu. And at the same time, we've got a squad that sort of plays like we've got nothing to lose. And that's such, an, such a nice combination to have that quality, but also have this kind of swagger, as you said, that like, yeah, we're here, we're going to do our best. We don't know how far it's going to get us, but we're going to throw it at you. So it's really still really fun to watch. Even when you get a string of losses, you know, it's going to bounce back and it's a rebuilding season. And yeah, we're just seeing how far we can push it. I mean, I guess Asad finally going to the Nottingham Forest game, the most recent one. And I don't know what's been happening to Bisuma, but he's uh, he's back, then he's not, then he's back, then he's not. <laughs> yeah, so I guess this is his second red already of of the season, and the season is still quite young. I, I, the other day when you we were watching this, I think, Toby, you are saying that, oh, that there needs to be more of a... Um, incentive to not get the reds, but I think we just talked about it a few minutes <laughs> yeah, ago again. And I've switched on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. From the little, I haven't played much uh, Football Manager, the the video <laughs> game, but I think there is like a monetary thing you can put in oh. place if if people are getting red cards and that kind of thing. So I don't know if, if that happens behind the scenes, but uh, yeah, as I said a few minutes ago, it's like, do you want to disincentivize it that much? Because like his mm. first one was a bit unlucky. This it was a second yellow for him diving. If you remember, I think that was against yeah. Luton or something. But so that's a bit unlucky. It's not like he's been reckless throughout. So, and then this one, like this, was just a bit sloppy. I don't think it was mm. malicious at all. I don't think he was incredibly reckless. It was just a little bit sloppy late in the game. So one to watch. I think he oh, had well. a very. He, he was playing a good game otherwise in that day. I think a couple performances ago he had lost. I, I, it was against City, wasn't it? He maybe mm. didn't have such a good game and he lost the ball quite late uh, in our own half. I think that was for Grealish's, go, was it his go-ahead goal that really cost us that point initially before Kulu's late equalizer. So yeah, I think he's he's still so promising. He carries the ball extremely well. Looks like some Dembele sometimes it is, you know, when he's firing, but um, just could tighten it up a little bit. Yeah, I think when Romero gets the... <laughs> That's his boys in check. Because if Romero can behave ish, ish, I say ish, when he can, if he can behave, then so can the rest, right? Like no one's got an excuse yeah. in a sense. Um, but yeah, yeah, in Ange we trust. And in Ange we will continue to trust because we've got a couple games coming up. So our pre-Christmas game at home to Everton, our, I guess, Boxing Day-ish, post-post-Christmas um, away game at Brighton, Bournemouth at home on New Year's Eve, and then finally, an FA Cup round three on the 5th of Jan to Burnley at home. I mean, here we are, the last predictions for the 2023 calendar here. And uh, we're, at, we're in fifth place currently on the table and uh, right below Man City, shockingly. I don't know how this is happening. So what are our thoughts? Um, the boys should be back potentially with Matters and VDV back in January. So maybe they'll be there for the FA Cup. Who knows? But three games coming up. What are we thinking? Acid, let's start with you. I need some positivity. Yeah, so we're actually we're going to be in the stadium for the Everton one. So I'm hoping that if, no. if we get three points from anything, it's got to be that. It's got to be that. 
epic journey to the stadium, and I hope oh I hope God. we win. <laughs> and they've had a That's good amazing. spell, Everton. They've they've come up with some some great results recently. So it's definitely not a walk in the park. Oh my God, I guys! It's it gonna be so be. exciting. No, please yeah. let be a walk in the park for us. We we need this win. We need this is the Christmas gift we want. But am I hearing how many points out of nine? Maximum? So I want to say maximum points. <laughs> the FA one, FA Cup. I thought I thought we are out of all possible competitions yeah. other than the Premier League. So I'm I delighted know. to wow. see that. Yeah, I'm how are we in the third well. round? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, let's fucking win that and let's let's win the FA Cup, if not the Premier League. <laughs> Toby? I think yeah. I think we can definitely snag the nine points here. This is a really nice run of games games for us, especially with the two home ones. So I think the important thing is just consistency because lots of other teams as well have been struggling, yo yoing. I mm. mean, look at Man U will get a point, but then collapse and then Brighton's completely come off the boil. Newcastle's had a bit of a meltdown li- lately, so consistency is really the key at, at this point so if we can bounce back from this four you know four losses in a row streak and just even if there's a draw or two in there if we can just get us moving in the right direction like it's it's a really good time to make hay while the sun shines <laughs> okay well you know what i am going to play it safe and say like maybe seven out of nine i'm just scared but i want the maximum points I, I'm hoping we make it through this round of the FA Cup. I, I don't know how far we've ever come. <laughs> Doesn't know how far we've gone, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, thank you, Toby. And uh, may you guys experience an exciting winning game for us at the stadium against Everton. Hey, and we are back. In this section of the pod, we're going to talk about two superstars in the Spurs world. First up is Richie. <laughs> and up after this, stay tuned. After this, we're going to talk about mascot, the instantly iconic Spurs mascot, Ralph. But first, of course, Richie. As we know, if you've been watching the past few games, we know that there's been like a, a resurgence of Richie. Or Richie Sans, if you will. And we know it's because he's just an elite player and he's finally found his form. But there's also, there's kind of a another source of motivation um, that's been happening. So for the Newcastle one, um, so this uh, second-rate podcast guest, an all-around loser <laughs> on and off the pitch, Callum Wilson spewed some disrespect Ooh. for Richie recently. And if you check out this video, the link is in the episode description. There's this video of, it's Antonio from, is he West Ham and him on what seems Ugh. like a podcast. And they're just... Sucks too. Yeah. Actually, don't don't give it a view. It just, it really sucks. But don't give it a Callum view. Is shitting on Richarlison and making fun of him for not being on Jesus. form. And this was during the time that it later came out. Richie was having some mental health struggles. So honestly, fuck this guy. Okay, I was just going to say that, like, I know we have a podcast, but we are females and we are underrepresented in the podcast universe. And do we really need another, like, podcast from these two dickbags? I don't think so. So, yeah, sorry. Just had to put that out there because, ugh, I do not want to hear from you. What? Who is the market for this? What just are you other, adding to the conversation? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, what are you dirty. adding to the conversation? What is this, like, uh, toxic masculinity fest gross. that's happening? There's enough gross, of that. Gross, enough gross. of that. So anyway, mm. Richie was like, was literally the the Jordan and I took that personally meme come to life. 
And in the Newcastle game, he he did something that he's he's never done. He scored with both feet, and it is Amazing. honestly this. Oh my god! It is happiness. It is relief. It is vindication. <laughs> it is absolutely everything. We're so Super. happy for him. After everything he's been through this year, and I know that there was like a lot of expectations for him coming in. I clearly am very bad at other teams that aren't uh, Tottenham, so didn't know what kind of an impact he was making at Everton. But apparently, he's incredibly well loved there. So. Having him come over, I was just like, cute guy, pru-pru, let's do this. And now, delivering. Like, he did have a groin injury. Come on. He had to recover from that, too. So, like, apart from the mental health, he had his injury. And now, he is not just doing headers. He's doing both feet. He is just showing off. And I am loving this for him. Yeah, I totally am. And, like, the entire team has been super, super I love like, that. proud of him also. And he's supportive of him and really, really happy so for cute. him. And we see it in the goal celebrations, just how happy they are. But we also saw how, like, the team totally has his back. I think, of course, everyone knew yeah. about this, like, Callum Wilson disrespect podcast. Asshole. Now, I keep, I'm throwing this, this word around so much recently, but it's all true. This now iconic moment where <laughs> Vicario, towards the end, runs past Callum Wilson and sticks his tongue out at him. And a beautiful photo of it <laughs> is linked in the episode description. From James Coy's on Twitter. It's just, I love this. I want to frame this and hang it on my wall. It's just so emblematic of the the fight that we have and how much we have other players' backs. (laughs) So cute. Then Callum had the the gall in a post-match interview to call this moment disrespectful. Honestly, it's it's disgusting. And of course, Elmo like will not take it. And on his own Instagram, he put quotes. Pulling faces, it's a lack of respect. This is a, an Instagram yeah. story from Elmo, which is now gone, but yeah. he linked to okay. uh, an image okay. of it on Twitter. And basically nice. he says, respect is given to everyone that respects me. <laughs> and it's a really angry <laughs> looking photo of him with his finger in Callum Wilson's face. So I just love how the team has Richie's back. You know, I love it so much. Like you mess with that one is, of us, you mess with us all. I am loving this energy, but also you know how usually when there's like a news and then like let's say on CNN and someone tells a blatant lie and there's like a fact check. This is the fact check mm-hmm. of like that you call that disrespectful, sir. Um, how about you take my friend's name out of your mouth? Exactly. And like, yeah, so good. I mean, Ricky, you are a star. I'm so happy to have you not just back in one game like scoring like crazy, but in two. And just that confidence is back. And I am all for it. Speaking of confidence, I think our bench, not so deep right now, but I think we'll be fine because one of our mascots at a recent match is literally ready to start. Put him in and if you guys haven't seen this video, you probably just haven't had internet because everybody has seen this video. It is wild. Acid and I combined have watched this maybe like 3,000 times now. This little boy's name is Ralph. And I want to be Ralph. Let us all be Ralph. So if you check out this first of 10 million links we're going to post because it deserves that much attention, Sky Sports Premier League posted this video with a comment from one of the, I guess, voiceovers that was doing it when they were showing the mascots lining up outside uh at in the hallway like before they go in in the tunnel so you will see um this very adorable little boy 
warming up like he was about to get called on the pitch. And this little boy is Ralph. And he's, I guess he's the mascot assigned to Sonny because he's up front. And the caption is, they've got that many injuries, they might need him. (laughs) This guy is buzzing for Tottenham versus Newcastle. And it shows the most vigorous workout a mascot has ever done, I can tell you, in history. Ralph is adorable. He's not just working out. He's fixing his hair. He's fixing his socks. He is everything. And we know his name is Ralph because his dad and mom have commented on like Instagram and Twitter to just be like, hey, that's my son. And honestly, PR of Tottenham, what are you doing not milking this for content? Yeah, they only did like one repost of the Sky Sports thing on their Instagram, but like dude, give this guy a stadium tour. Give this guy access to the team. Give him access to the training ground. Just freaking take him into the academy at this point. Who cares if he has talent? I think that energy just deserves to be in the academy. Yeah, he has the heart. So guys, that's not the only video because after they finally get out onto the pitch, you see him waving as if he is the player. He is giving like kisses with his hands. He is giving like Evita-esque waves. This is like <laughs> dramatic waves with both hands. He is a born politician. You can see Sonny like, like what do you call this? Um, ushering him along. He didn't need to be, you know, ushered. He knew what yeah. he was doing. And I love, thank you to Constance Coys for posting that because he just looks like he was living his life. He, he thinks Sonny <laughs> is the mascot. <laughs> actually that's true he's starting and Sonny's the mascot actually this next um, link will kind of prove that true so thank you to Suzanne Storm 05 because she again posted this clip of right before they go out of the tunnel you can see Sonny finally like greeting him and Sonny has both hands on this little boy's cheeks he is looking down at Ralph and Ralph you will not believe this but he is pointing up at Sonny as if giving him a fucking pep talk With the caption. So this is why Sonny cooked during that game. Little buddy told him he couldn't mess up in his presence. And in, in Filipino, it's like, nanduduro. Like, you know, nanunuro. Yeah. And that is what Ralph is doing. It is an intense finger wagging. And yes. everybody is just in love. I want him at, like, halftime giving the speeches to the team. Yeah, the, like, I, the, honestly, the balls, the gall, the nerve. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the everything of to, to approach Sonny and tell him yeah. what to do. I love that. And so this, uh, again, thank you to Twitter user, nice one, Sonny. He posts a clip again of Ralph. You know how they're all lined up waiting for everybody to like, you know, shake hands or whatever. He is there giving like the, the Sonny, like, you know, let's do this, um, <laughs> our movement. And it feels like clearly one, this little boy is a fan. To, yes. He's practiced. He has yes. practiced so much for this moment in the spotlight. And that's what you need. That is the kind of energy you really need to bring. This is hype man on hype man on hype man. I kind of just want to like play like all of these clips on loop, like projected above my bed when I wake up, because I need that kind of like, you know, energy to start my day. But really, this last one from Constance Coys, guys. Uh, if you thought this little boy looked familiar, it is because someone has a time machine and they've used it to make Oliver skip an extrovert. Um, thank you, Constance Coys, <laughs> for that. And she puts a side-by-side picture of um, Ollie Skip as a little boy who looks kind of honestly like the uh, introvert version of little Ralph because little Ralph is bagging hearts and taking names and just, I really hope he gets into the academy at this point. 
we need this energy. I need this injected into my veins. Yeah, he really he needs to be in the academy. You know, it, to to quote a center stage, he might not have the feet, but he obviously has the heart. So just <laughs> give him a shot. <laughs> Jody, oh man, she does not have the feet, and he, he we don't know. Maybe he has the feet. He could. I think he it's could. these little gems. He could. Like, I mean, obviously we won that game and that would have been nice, but I really think it's these kinds of social media moments in a way that make the watching experience even more interesting. And I'm really, really disappointed that Spurs um, PR team and social team has done not enough to milk this opportunity. While we're on a winning streak, might as well keep the vibes alive. I'm, I'm surprised. And I know he's a kid and maybe we shouldn't be milking the kid, but clearly he's into it. So why not just give him what he wants? That's just my two cents. I mean, as if Ricky and Ralph were not enough good vibes, uh, here is just a random roundup of uh, as a, a lightning round at Aston, I like to call it, because why not? There is this first, I'll kick it off with this link from um, at Spurs Wow on Twitter, and they essentially reposted one, um, I guess it's like a video wherein it's called Pass It On. And it's one of those content pieces where they get the players to kind of, they get a question, they have to answer who the player is, who they think it is. And then let's say I say greatest of all time. And I guess I would say Harry Kane. Harry Kane would then have to answer the next question. All right. So that's a very terrible way of explaining this. But it's very interesting because they start with say something nice about dot, dot, dot. I really think it's cute because Matters describes Sonny with something we already knew about him, which is making new people feel welcome. He's the one-man acquaintance party. And honestly, we knew Sonny was always just a very warm personality, but this just really seals it. And coming from Mad Mathers, who's obviously a vice captain um, and, and new to the team, I, I love it. I, I love hearing this about, about Sonny. Yeah, I just want to kind of... Oh. I know this is lightning round, and this is drawing it out slightly. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I really... I, I love that this is a recurring thing that people say about Sonny. And I really think it comes from yeah. his experience trying to integrate into Spurs. Like, at first, yeah. um, he seemed... To, when he first joined, he seemed to like really want to integrate. And then I think like one day he sponsored like a Korean lunch or something at the training ground. Yeah. And then he, he'd like call out... like. Kyle Walker for really like helping him and being really supportive and like when he'd have Aww. his like uh press days with the Korean press like Kyle Walker would show up and like support him which is really nice I think he's kind of just Aww. paying it forward also because he knows how difficult it can be to, to reintegrate into a new team so he likes to help people kind of do that smoothly which I love I really love love that about about him he's such a he's such a nice guy the next player, I mean, there's so many gems in this video, but I think another one I wanted to bring up is from Eric Dyer on Kulu. We don't see a lot of Eric Dyer these days, sad face. And we don't hear much about Kulu. He's quite private and doesn't really show up in these things as much. But Dyer calls Kulu the best Premier League basketball player. <laughs> and I think it's interesting because, I mean, the celebration of Kulu yeah. is... LeBron James' celebration. So you know that he's a fan. And I guess I'm excited for Spurs to go to the US so that then we can see Kulu really fanboy over, like, you know, basketball. But yeah. super cute. Super duper cute. And finally, from this video, uh, we all know that this is super obvious, but I like it when you hear it from the most, the, the lesser, I guess, guys that don't get as much spotlight. So Fraser Forster was asked, uh, you know, or asked to give a compliment to Ben Davis. And he said, 
he is the most intelligent football player. And honestly, I know this is the most stereotype thing about Ben, but yeah, I mean, there's that entire video of Ben like showing up for the kids and talking to them about like literacy. literacy. So like clearly he's leaning into this Professor Ben Davis vibe and I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that he's kind of building or he, he has that reputation already because I think well, like in a past pod, we were talking about who might become a manager at some point and Ben is definitely up there. And it's 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 good to see him kind of laying the foundation for like intelligence and strategy and all of that stuff. And just overall being able to read, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's a low so, bar. It's a very it, low bar. <laughs> <laughs> we know Jan reads. We saw him photographed with a book once. So Ben is not the only one. Moving on. Uh, this is the slowest lightning round ever. <laughs> so this next one, again, it's like a tweet from Constance Coys. This may as well be a Constance Coys reaction podcast. <laughs> but love this is such her. a great, love her. Great, great video. Constance Coys. My peacekeeping angel at it again. And it's a video of <laughs> Romero after the final whistle at at Newcastle. And he's he's kind of just pushing everyone apart because something's becoming heated. <laughs> a fight is about to break out. He knows it. And as co-captain, he's like, I must defuse the situation. And he is physically shoving the Spurs players away from the Newcastle players. This, I, I I wish more people would notice this about him. And I know we kind of touched on it with Toby earlier, that Romero is actually, he's not like hot-headed. He's, he's cold yeah. and calculated. And this is a great like example of it. He's not the shit-stirrer who's like making things kick off. He's in there and making sure things don't get like too heated and kick off. So I, I really, I... I re- I'm so frustrated that he has a reputation of being hot-headed yeah. and fiery. Like, wake up, people. That's not him. It's such a... And I think it's kind of like a... Is it an unconscious bias kind of thing? A little. Yeah. A little. So, yeah. Get with the program, everyone. He's not hot-headed. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it when we're breaking stereotypes. And uh, when we're discovering how petty some people can be. <laughs> this next video in ours, the slowest of lightning rounds is from Kane from the lane on Twitter. And essentially it's the reverse view of this very, I guess, heated exchange between Giolo Chelso and uh, Erling Holland. So after the city game, some clips were released of Holland exiting the pitch and you could see him bump into someone's shoulder really rudely walk away and that person kind of just like calls him out and a fight almost breaks out so this tweet has the uh reverse angle of it so we see it from the other side and you see how pretty petty like holland was so uh the caption is we stand low chelso and essentially holland is hot-headed ignoring everybody he only shook the hand of the ref and is walking away and as he walks away Giolo Chelso, minding his own fucking business, is just walking. And this guy literally <laughs> rams his shoulder into Giolo Chelso. We know Holland is a giant. Lo Chelso isn't the tallest person. So they bump chests. You could not not see him. He basically just checks him. And Lo Chelso turns around and is like, what the fuck, bro? And Holland is the one, that aggressor that comes at him. And we see Pep get in the middle of it. We see Brennan Johnson also try to get in the middle of it to keep things away. The whole staff, everybody's just trying to keep people away. Ange gets in there. Lo Celso is calm. 
there is not a like crazy bone in his body, but you could tell that it's like, what? You're gonna you're gonna fight me? And like I kinda like that swagger because I do miss mm-hmm. Lamelibu and the shit housing ah, yes. he would do. And you know what? I feel like Lamelibu this would have broken out in a fight, honestly. But here, <laughs> if you see Lojazo, he has he has some guts on him to challenge a giant. And uh I'm proud of him for standing up, but also actually quite being quite calm. And so it's that kind of attitude that I appreciate. Yeah, and, and Lil Chelsea can be seen just being like, what? What did I do? He bumped into me and he's just defending <laughs> himself. This is a self-defense move. And don't I be, am be. all for it. Slowest lightning round of the century, but we did it. We got through. <laughs> when we're back, though, how can we ever forget our favorite segment of this episode? We will get to Spurs BB of the Week of the Year when we're back on Stalking Spurs. <laughs> All right, and we are back. Welcome to the final segment of the show and of the year. Oh my god. You know what it is. It's BB of the Week of the Year. <laughs> As you guys know, just a quick recap for anyone who, who might not be up to speed. BB of the Week is me and Patty, you know, sitting in one of those like control rooms with like uh, like <laughs> a dozen screens tracking different like social media of different soaps and Premier League players and kind of just keeping like a 24-7 watch on all of the content (laughs) that they put out. And then as soon as we see something baby related, we'll flag it. And then it goes through a review process. And then finally, during the recording, we choose the top elite Elite squads only. So (laughs) let's kick this off. The first piece of content comes from... The Romero household. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, it was a an Instagram story, yeah. but of course, Boo. the hardworking fans and stalkers yes. on Twitter have recorded it and shared it. So check out this video from Snuggy. You feel I I don't know how to pronounce this, but the the <laughs> caption is Romero deserves another red card for this, and it's an Instagram story <laughs> from Romero's partner, the mother of his child, uh... and they're they're kicking a football around in their in their I don't know is this a hallway. Yeah. And Romero uh, tackles his kid to the ground. And his kid is not, he's not a nine-year-old kid. He's not a 14-year-old kid. No. This is a toddler. (laughs) (laughs) The beautiful thing is you watch this with sound on because then you hear, as the tackle happens, you hear Romero's partner go, Cree. I just love how she won. He's clearly the child here who has to be told off. And I I really feel for this Valentino is going to be the best defender ever because you've got a cold-blooded master trainer, mm-hmm. like, you know, molding you. And so excited for that. But poor kid, he is going to get so many injuries from tackles by his own father. This one's a bit of a throwback, but not really. So from Spurs legend, um, Jan Vertonghen, we don't see much from him on his kids, but uh, his club posted him and his youngest son, who happened to be a mascot for a game they had over the past 
I guess, weeks or so. So uh, caption is family business, and it's a multi-photo post and video of Jan and his youngest son acting as the mascot. Was he Ralph Energy? No, no one is ever going to be Ralph Energy, but he's giving really cute Vertonghen vibes, and we love Jan. I love Jan, and it is always so nice to see him. I think what is notable about this is the first couple of comments are from uh, Michelle Vorm giving like a heart emoji and Eric Dyer giving a... Um, heart-eyed emoji and we know that Eric and Jan are besties so I'm excited for Jan to also comment on Eric Dyer's BB posts because we hope that is coming soon subscribe to that um <laughs> next we are so this is a future BB so as we know the Kulusevsky family is going to welcome a new member um as we've seen from Kulu's celebrations in the past few games <laughs> um but check out these photos from Kulu's sister so it's a multi-photo post from her Instagram. The first one is a neon sign that says Baby Kulusevsky. The next one is her holding like a baby, baby kit. It says Faster 24. I know. What is that about? And also what is like that? fake. And of course, a black and white photo of Kulu's celebration. And I, I find this so, so cute. She's super excited to be a tita. I love it. Auntie I, what, vibes. What struck me was the the neon sign at the start. Yeah. Like, like of course, this is custom made. This is effort. Oh, yeah. And this is money. And it's it's wild because like a few years ago, I, I wanted to have like a neon sign made for my bedroom. And then I had it costed in Singapore and it cost like just under a thousand SGD. And I was thinking, what? wow, that's a lot of money. No, <laughs> yeah. that's insane. Because it was... Yeah, it was supposedly like real neon. Anyway, what I'm saying is these signs don't come cheap. So to be able to kind of just drop several hundred pounds on a sign, and I'm sure there's a Premier League player markup on that, is, oh, is crazy. Sure. I guess this is why they get paid the big bucks. But congrats to Kulu, <laughs> who I know just got engaged. And I love this. I'm loving everything for everyone. From Giolo Chelso. I still can't believe this man is a father. Um, so his first... Uh, First post is a multi-photo post on Instagram of just a carousel of the most adorable baby pics. This child has the bluest of eyes, the largest of eyes, and I guess very little hair for a one-year-old kid, but super <laughs> duper cute. So I translated it because I can't speak, my Spanish ain't this good, but basically his caption is, that contagious smile that makes you so sweet and special, one year of you, lots of learning, and most of all, lots of love. We love you so much, daughter. And... It's just so cute. We get uh, like greetings from Juan Foyth. What? Alejo Velit, Mickey Vandeven, Dao Sanchez, Mathers, Pedro Porro. Like the whole team comes out, but he doesn't stop there. He goes on a second post because obviously you got to have the birthday celebration, which is all yellow and pink and balloons. And the most notable thing is Emilia, this little girl, is in a head-to-toe Burberry outfit. The tartan is tartaning mm -hmm. and she is so cute. Here we get comments from... Eric Lamella, Brian Hill. Um, yeah, why not? Nicholas Otamendi. Why not? Um, so just a gamut. She's enjoying herself walking around in her Burberry outfit. I love it. Happy birthday, Emilia. Feliz cumpleaños, hija. Such a cutie. Excited to see more of her from BB of the Week. Next, we are at the Hoibs household. And they've pulled out all the stops. Check out this extremely multi-photo post of a, a studio pic. They rented out a studio, put together this beautiful, absolutely beautiful series of photos. 
Um, actually, now that I'm clicking through to the account that's been tagged, I'm wondering, oh, it's for a magazine. Oh. So this photo shoot is for a feature in a magazine. And it's, I guess it looks it. It looks very, like, produced of very high quality. Their outfits are styled and coordinated. <laughs> they all have, like, hair and makeup. Obviously, there's been direction in how to pose. And it's just, it's extremely sweet. It's just, like, a day at the studio with this family, s- different outfits, different poses, different combos of, like, talent. Um, the one slightly creepy photo of uh, the daughter pretending to be pregnant, with, but we'll gloss over it. <laughs> <laughs> other than that it's great everyone's looking polished and happy this is very good content thank you Hoibs for sharing thank you Hoibs always comes through with some rando surprise which I'm loving but guys we've reached the end of the episode and the end of BB of the week of the year so we're here to crown 2024's BB of the week of the year and honestly there is a reason we have an honorary award for everyone that tries to live up to the ethos of quality and quantity because Maureen Yolris is back at it, giving us just in time for the end of the year, a multi-photo post of their yearly sojourn to Lapland. This is not the first time we've seen content from Lapland. She takes the kids there and the first photo is everybody looking so grown. Honestly, Maureen does not look like she's aged and yet Anna Rose is taller than her now. Juliana is up to her chin and Leandro is a full human. So looking so cute, looking so chic, everybody in like the the cutest of gears and leave it to Marine to never disappoint with the caption and hashtags. It is captioned Matim, burning heart emoji, shooting star emoji, hashtag making memories, hashtag my babies, hashtag mom of three, hashtag to the moon and back. And like clockwork, first comment, at least that I can see as it's ranked here, is three hand heart emojis from none other than Kate Kane. So you know what, Kate? You can too be like Maureen if you just posted more photos. So this multi-photo <laughs> yeah. post really exactly. is just giving She's us everything. She's been to Lapland. She's she been to Lapland too. like this. Exactly. Kate Kane, in fact, did go to Lapland, except we didn't see any faces. So... This is not the first time we've seen Lapland content. We see the kids doing like gingerbread, um, I guess, cookie making. We see them shopping for merch in this like disco-like thing. And clearly Juliana has the shop- shopping bug because she is looking around like this is serious business. Um, we see a really nice cozy like set up on a table where there's place cards with their names on it. And it is just the content we are loving. This is why this podcast exists. <laughs> For soap content of this caliber. And I just want to congratulate Maureen Yuris and the Yuris family for once again winning BB of the week of the year 2024. Honestly, is she like a back-to-back winner? I feel like she is. Or maybe like a triple yes. threat at this point. I don't even know. I can't count. Out of the five seasons, she's definitely bagged this award more than once. And I'm so proud of her. I'm going to be so sad. You know, she's just going to be a legend forever anyway. So we can just keep seeing Anna Rose give birth to children and we will now be crowning them BB of the week. So I'm all in on the release family. I am all in. Guys, we've reached the end of the episode for the year. It's not the last time you hear from us. Obviously, we're going to take a little break and we'll be back in the new year, hopefully with lots of good news from our last couple games. But Asad, thank you so much for just 
making sure this podcast actually comes out by kicking it off and holding me accountable. I really appreciate it. (laughs) And thanks as well for keeping this chugging along the way that it is. Thanks to everybody who has listened, supported. If you have not liked, subscribed, or shared with a friend, please do. What are you waiting for? On our socials, we're at Stalking Spurs on Instagram and on Twitter. Yep, we're still there. It's still alive. And we just want to thank you for this year for supporting us. And you know what, Spurs? It's just only good things coming up for us. So excited to see you guys in the new year. Um, We'll see you next time. Come Come on, on, you Spurs. Spurs.